Hey everybody, welcome to the Pixel Vision Podcast. I'm Tony and with me is Mark. Mark? Uh-oh, Just kidding, Mark. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh man, I was like, oh no, how did we lose him? And of course, oh, Cole. My. Do I have to remain silent for a bit now? Like, he... <laughs> Hello. Ah, yes, so today's topic is on the anticipation of 2016. What games do we believe are going to be good or... Not so much good, but we just hope they're going to be good. And there's a lot, actually. When uh, when you brought that up, Mark, I was like, huh, I wonder how many games I can remember that I you know, am looking forward to. And there's actually quite a lot. I'm surprised. Yeah, next year looks like it's going to be pretty good. But there, <laughs> what one thing we should touch on today is how many of these will actually just be delayed out of the year entirely, oh, you know? But <laughs> we right. can... We can hit on that like when it comes up for each specific game. Yeah, but... one of the games I wanted was actually supposed to be released this year and got pushed back to February. The Division? Uh, no, no. Uh, it's actually Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that the game you were telling me? That's the Nintendo one. No, 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 no. We'll we'll, we'll get into. Oh, you know what? I might as well just yeah, just get into it. Yeah, just go right into. It. So so a Nintendo game. I know a Nintendo game that I actually and it's coming out only for the Wii U that I want. To play because I played so much of the original is of course Star Fox Zero, mm, right? Cool. Star Fox Zero. Let me, yep, let me yep. see here. Yeah, Star Fox Zero. Um, I've always enjoyed the Star Fox games. Uh, it holds a special place in my heart. So when they announced that they were going to make a new one, it wasn't a shocker, of course, because I knew they were probably going to do that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, still, I, I definitely want to see Star Fox. Uh, I, I want it to do good. I really do. Yeah, same here. I wanted to as well. It's is kind this... of. Oh, sorry. Is this the first Star Fox in 64? I think so. They made a, a few others, but I think they were on like the 3DS yeah, or something. Yeah, and I was... And I, or I, the DS or... I was actually complaining uh, to Cole about that. Um, there's a lot of games I saw Nintendo coming out with that I thought were interesting, but they were all coming out on the, on the 3DS, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to buy a 3DS just to play these games. Hmm. And, and, I, yeah, I actually just bought should, a 3DS, though. and yeah, I, nice. I don't play. I mean, well, a couple months ago, I don't play it as much as I thought I would. I guess because right before I, at my job for for a short while, I was working graveyard shifts, um, which you basically just man the fort. There's not much to do, so I uh, I was trying to decide if I wanted a PS Vita or a 3DS, and I went with 3DS, and it's fun. It, I think it does ultimately have more good games than the Vita, which is sad because. The Vita was so promising when it was first announced, but yeah, Nintendo stuck with it more than Sony has stuck with their handheld. But I don't, I don't know. Of all the games next year, I don't know if any of my list features a 3DS game. To be honest, <laughs> I kind of just got it for Animal Crossing and Mario Kart, and oh, cool. those are already out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was gonna. A rumor um, that I'm hoping will happen is that. They're gonna release. They're they're gonna surprise announce Pokemon Z and release it. It's gonna be like 3DS and and Wii U game. What's what's the significance of Z? Oh well, because the last two have been um, Pokemon oh, X and Pokemon X and Y. y. Oh, yeah, and then I guess I, I, I'm pretty sure that next next year will be like the 20th anniversary of Pokemon, and so then so they're kind of they they announced in the direct that they're gonna be releasing. Pokemon, the original Pokemons, red, blue, and yellow um, mm-hmm. on the 3DS. So you can play those. You know, I'm sure there's probably tons of people that play them now that never even 
had a chance to play this because they didn't have a Game Boy or a lot of the game's kind of batteries have died in them. And so yeah. it's impossible <laughs> to like save your progress in the old Game Boy games. So that'll be cool. So they've announced that, but I'm holding out for maybe 2016. Nintendo's just going to drop a bunch of bombs on us and Pokemon will be one of them. Yeah, and they have that whole NX thing. That sounds like it's maybe on track to be revealed next June or something. Or Hopefully by uh, next E3 they'll give a bit of information on it. Yeah, what it, I'm not sure. I don't know much about it. They said it's going to be like half mobile console. Well, um, they console? have All they've done is revealed it, so or revealed that they're working on it. And I think it went way back to almost a year now. They announced they were going to go into the mobile games and they – they announced their partnership with the company DNA. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it scared a lot of people, or they anticipated a lot of people being scared of Nintendo abandoning their consoles. And so to kind of ease the mob, they kind of said, but don't worry, we're, we're already working on our next console, and the code name is NX. Some people are saying that it might stand for N-Cross, kind of going what you were saying, Mark, with the cross-play between the mobile and the console. Oh, I see, console. I see, yeah. N- yeah, Nintendo cross-play or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, they, they haven't really revealed anything, so it's just a lot of speculation, but there was like a slip-up at the, it was like a reveal of the, um, what was the game? Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest 13 or 7 or something? I, I don't play the games. <laughs> Either 13 or 7. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of those odd numbers, um, but they were they were announcing that and it's coming out for the PS4 and they're making another version for the 3DS, but they also at the conference they kind of slipped and said something about the NX and so mm-hmm. everyone's like ooh so it's like, you know people are anticipating it's going to be at least as powerful as the PS4 and probably the, hopefully similar architecture so it's not as hard to port games huh. this time around. Um, yeah, it's then, kind of weird that um, they still didn't really fix that. Yeah, isn't that still an issue with the Wii U? Like, we don't. When it first came out, we saw a bunch of like big AAA like third-party games come to it like a year or two after, like Assassin's Creed and mm-hmm. Batman. But and they promised that this time it'd be different, and then I really haven't seen it happen any more than it did on the Wii. Still, well, they they like to make promises, of course. That's just how any uh, publishing company is. But they tend to forget that every developer has already said that they hated the Wii U because of the little pad on it. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, yeah, hard, it's, it's, hard, it's harder for them to, to mm-hmm. do it. It pushes everything back, which is why the games have to come out uh, later uh, during the year or even next year because of that. And, and Nintendo just doesn't realize it. I think they should come. I, I think their games should come with that pad and then a controller as well. It would have made things a lot, you know, smarter. I think, but you know, that's just that's me. A, that was the one thing that shocked me with the Wii U is from the even the very beginning of the announce. I was really surprised after getting it that every game you play utilizes the gamepad in some way. Like it has yeah. to be on and all that. And I, I was really surprised. I was like, I thought for sure you could turn it on and not use it, or you could have multiple gamepads and well, then that would work. But that doesn't isn't the case either i mean even the xbox and the ps4 somewhat have something like that like with the xbox's um what's the camera thing called again the connect connect connect, that they were do they were (laughs) trying to do a lot with that and they were making certain things required with it and then they stopped doing that because people hated it and then even the playstation 4 has you know they have a lot of sounds coming from their um 
controller, which I actually kind of like, to be honest. It, yeah, it's there's, cool. There's certain things that kind of tell me, like when I was playing Black Ops 3 online, it would say, hey, your new skill thing's ready. And I was like, oh, sweet, good. And then, of mm-hmm. course, they do little things with the little pad up top. Nothing mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like, you know, of course, the Wii U pad where it's like, you have to touch this. You have to, and you have to point it at your screen. If you don't, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. So, um, it it, it kind of like ruined them a little bit to to put so much into that, you know. Well, which is I think well very it, telling of the development yeah um, environment. Like I don't want to knock developers because I know they work really hard, but it is sad to, that when a develop when a company one of the leading companies gives them a new thing to utilize that. A couple of them, you know, dipped their toes in it and tried it. You know, they remade Deus Ex. They, they did Mass Effect and stuff. And a lot of people claim that it did help the gameplay quite a bit. But then they didn't. They I, didn't try to do anything that would be like a game seller. Like they're like, oh, I need to get the Wii U so I can play this version of the game. Yeah, and I and I agree with that. It's just that um, and and I, and I do. I mean, because you can probably do you know different things that you never would have thought of even trying with the xbox or the playstation with the wii u and that's cool and all but nintendo seems to forget that all these developers are being rushed by their publishers to hurry up and get the game out as soon as possible yeah i think that's where the problem is yeah it's it's not so much the developers it's more of the publishers like just you know like with call of duty hey you need to get the new one out um, in a couple of months you know because Mm -hmm. black friday blah 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 and it's one of our biggest selling things because all these little fucking ten-year-olds can't play anything else but Call of Duty. So, <laughs> their parents, you know, we need their parents' money now. I, I'm really surprised that like the makers of Call of Duty, it's Activision, right? Or the publishers. The publishers, yeah. yeah. Like, what would it, what would happen if in 2016 they announced they're going to come out with a console of their own, and you're only going to be able to play Call of Duty on it? Like, Ooh. they would be automatically in the market. They'd be. Yeah, sold. I mean, well. No, nah, I don't. I don't. Not at uh, this point, though, because everyone already—I mean, not everyone—but a lot of people already have PS4 or Xbox. So it would have to do something special, you know. Yeah, and it would have to be more than just Call of Duty, I think, as well. Uh, I hope they do something like that, because then maybe. If, well, you know what? You know what would work things. if they did something like that and and utilized like you know how separately you can buy like the peripheral hardware that you like wear like the the thing on your chest and the helmet and you can it feels oh, yeah. like you're kind of being shot oh, a little yeah. bit like. Like if the I, Call of Duty home console came with all that, I, like, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, Fox, that would the, make sense. But I think I saw that with Fallout Four. Some guy was actually walking the distance of Fallout Four with that machine. It was pretty oh cool. really? That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy. I, I think it would make you stop playing as much. I mean, it would be cool and all, but but then again, I I think it could be a problem too. And, and that's a huge thing coming out probably next year, right? I mean, I know that there is a lot of people. Well, all the, yeah, that's. It. Oh shit! We yeah, <laughs> I was I was thinking about specific games, and then we immediately jumped on the NX stuff, which I thought was good. But I totally forgot about all the VR stuff that's coming out next year. Yeah, exactly. And, and like with this too. But I think it's sort of I think it's cool, but it might be a failure at the same time because a lot of people play games to just relax and wind down. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're per- like with me, I work at a desk. I, I take calls to, for IT stuff, so it wouldn't affect me as much. It'd probably be good for me actually. <laughs> if you have people that are physically working, you know, eight hours a day, you know, five to six times a week, the last thing they want to do is to jump into the thing that's going to make them walk and feel even more tired by yeah. the end of the day. So, I don't know. It, it's one of those things that's a really cool idea, but it just might fail be, because of what it is at the same time, too. 
Yeah, the VR stuff's going to be, I mean, interesting. We, yeah. We've heard VR is going to arrive before, you know, but mm-hmm. I think this is really like the time when they get it right. Or ma- even if the launch VR? sucks, I think I think it's inevitable that VR is like the next evolution of all of this, you know. Oh yeah, I, mm-hmm. I actually get to slap you in the face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I just can't wait to play scary games with that. There's actually That's one true. of the. There's a bunch of indie games coming out next year that that have made my like most anticipated Ooh, list. Let's let's hear it right now because I have one on there. Well, well one one of them's Allison Road. Do you know Allison yes, Road? Yes, yes, I that was on my list. Cole, I, do you know do you know Allison Road? It's a uh, it was a kickstarted game. It's um it's, it's to, basically it's, a it's successor taking over the Silent Hills sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember you guys. I remember you mentioning it on a previous podcast, but yeah, it's um. It's first person. You're in like some sort of haunted house type of thing. They're they're not very um, big on giving out details right now, which is what I prefer, anyways. Yeah, smart mm-hmm. to do that. Plus, I I think they were looking for somebody to pick up the game too, so I, I don't I don't think they had any. And idea. they did. They they found somebody yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, they did. So it's they gonna get a good. wider release now and should come to, you know, well, it won't come to Wii probably, Cole, but <laughs> it'll come to. <laughs> Check it'll it out. Come to uh, there, Xbox there's and PS4 and there's a bunch of videos, Cole. Anybody, okay. uh, ch- check it out. Allison Road. It it was uh, pretty good. I remember uh, uh, watching it when it, when it first uh, video arrived, and I was uh, actually pretty excited for it. Any yeah. other? And ones? it's it's going to utilize a, like the um, Morpheus and all that stuff. You're saying uh, well, the VR even, stuff. Even as just a game, I'm excited. But yeah, I think it is going to be uh, VR. VR enable. A lot of the indie games, for some reason, are jumping on the VR stuff, seemingly ahead of the big guys. But I think maybe the big people like EA and and Ubisoft and all these people just aren't talking about it much because you know they have like these big, like very laid out plans of. All right. Yeah, for their franchise and oh, did we just we had some more? technical difficulties, but we're gonna we start kinda, yeah, where we left about. off, which was uh, talking about the VR with big companies. You were saying something, Mark? Go ahead. Yeah, sorry about that. Whenever anyone microwaves anything in my house, my Wi-Fi just totally dies on me. It's it's terrible. But uh, yeah, like I was, I think right before we cut out, Cole was asking, or I, Cole and I were talking about the difference between how these little companies seem to all be jumping into VR, or at least it seems that way because they all advertise it as such when they announce their games. But I I think what it is is that. People like EA and, and Ubisoft and anything first party from Microsoft and Sony, all, all the all the big names. It's not like they don't have these same plans. They they almost absolutely do. It's just that they're gonna wait and announce them in very specific ways that they probably already have all lined up and ready to go over like the next like convention season with PAX and E3 and GDC and all those. And I think that's when we'll hear them announcing it officially. But the difference is that they can wait on that and sit on that information because they're big enough to sustain that. Whereas these little games are trying to make names for themselves right now. And of course, mm-hmm. what would help better than saying like, "Hey, you know all that new tech that's coming in a couple months? Like we're a part of that." You know, so it kind of makes sense that it, to me at least, because like when I write about all these games and cover all these announcements, it seems like every new indie game that's coming out is promising VR support for 2016. And you don't hear about that, about like the next Assassin's Creed or the next whatever from all these big names, just because that's just not how they're going to operate. You know, we'll we'll hear all about them in June, and probably within a few years, everyone will have some sort of VR. Yeah, that's that's true. And, I, I, and like you said, I think uh, the little guys have uh, less to risk 
by going into VR because like you said they're trying to make a name they want to get out there and there's all these bigger companies you know they have all these well-grounded franchises that are doing well even though you know all the critics and us will sit there and say oh no these games are terrible it doesn't matter they still sell really well and it, and I think bringing VR into it could uh could either make or break it and they might not want to uh you know hurt their piggy banks by doing that yeah it's going to depend on how everyone's used you know like i mean we saw the connect come and go and it kind of failed yeah but yeah, the idea was really cool it was it was it was a really interesting yeah. idea it just wasn't and honestly who knows it i mean that sort of thing might still come back you know it just yeah at this point i think the name connect is so sour in a lot of people's minds that it might just come back on a different name or attached to like all the Microsoft's augmented reality stuff that they're doing. I don't know if you guys saw that E3 this year. It was freaking crazy. Yeah, with the Hololens. Yeah, it? yeah. That that was pretty. That was pretty cool. I mean, and uh, the one actually, the only thing I really enjoyed about the Connect was that I would just sit there in front of it and it would sign me on just based off of you know my face. That's what I heard. That is the best function is you could be playing with with two people and give the controller to your friend, and then it would sign them in, them in. Yeah. Well, Whoa, if you're crazy. if you're in the, like the little box thing and it, and it could see you, yeah. I, I that's the part I liked about it. And, and I had kids. I well, I have kids, of course. So me and my, my me and <laughs> my sons. What did you do with them, yeah, Tony? <laughs> I lost them. I don't know what the hell. Ha- I mean, you go to a you know a mall and then you just you know you kind of look around and they disappear. <laughs> but um. So you buy the pants on sale like app and go home. <laughs> exactly. I don't even <laughs> say anything to him. I just walk out. <laughs> These are gonna look great on me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think VR is going to be a huge thing, and whether or not but, it's going to be good is is debatable. Mm-hmm. But it is, I think, going to be a big thing for 2016. That that's what is um, maybe holding back the big the big giant games from going jumping into it just yet is um, kind of. The game that you're looking forward to, Star Fox, is suffering from. They're they're really utilizing the new technology, which is the gamepad and the TV at the same time, and so they're both they're aiming and they're trying to really make sure it runs at a solid 60 frames per second on both. And I and that's a lot of people are believing that's the main reason the game's visuals are lacking for this generation. Um, and so that's going to be the same thing with VR is. They're going to have to run two separate images, one for the right perspective, one for the left perspective, at a solid frame rate. And like, could you imagine if you're playing and one of your eyes is twitching, you know, going 45 and the other one's going 55 or something? Or Yeah, and, and they're going to be discriminating against people with patches, for, you know, so. <laughs> that That's like that movie, Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can actually see it happening, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think pirate lives matter. <laughs> I think they're gonna have to maybe possibly do like a soft release of all of the VR in, the, in 2016. It's gonna be a lot of test stuff that's kind of already happening with the Oculus. So the Oculus Rift is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a movie called Oculus, and I can't remember if they had the same exact name or if they were just really similar. Um, but. <laughs> I have a feeling that it's once the public gets it, it's going to be a lot of the demo things, kind of like Wii Sports was. Um, maybe a couple of them will be really fun, and then. Well, don't, don't forget, and don't forget porn. Did you guys and see that? that? Yeah. Did you see that huge thing they did with the Oculus Rift and porn? Well, yeah, I've I'm heard. Sure, I'm sure that that'll be that. super lucrative for whoever dives into that industry, but I, I haven't seen any <laughs> demos or anything. Yeah, uh, it was kind of funny. The video, I think it was. Uh, 
a BuzzFeed video. They had these couples out in the park just watch porn in the in the <laughs> middle of the park with that thing on. And it was just oh wow funny. wow. It's kind <laughs> of yeah, funny. You like got complete secrecy too, don't you? Yeah, because yeah, think about. It. I mean, you, well, I mean, there is going to be that one dude with his pants, you know, looking really tight. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah you know you're right i mean that is the one thing about it is that you can wear it and someone's like what are you doing like no i'm just watching playing something that isn't with women naked <laughs> that's what i think school too is they said there's gonna like netflix is gonna be enabled on it and stuff Ooh. like that like yeah youtube mm, all that you're stuff. just gonna have like your own personal like <laughs> like theater you know it's crazy it's mm. it's kind of i read a lot of sci-fi and it's so <laughs> it's it's both like cool and a bit alarming about like the direction we're heading in you know with yeah like because a lot of sci-fi in the future talks about how people just like you know like a matrix type of thing where you just dial into the simulation and in your in your waking like corporeal form you're just lying like on some sort of like animus type chair and you're just like you've got the headset on and your body's just like on some sort of life support so you can really do all of your actual living mm -hmm. within like this virtual reality world and it's just like I don't think it's that far fetched. Maybe I've just read too much Philip K. Dick, but I think he, I think he's got a point. I think all these sci-fi guys and girls have have points. I think uh, if, well, I mean, if really when VR is successful, because if if it if it fails at the launch, it's it's only a matter of time till they get it right. There's there's no way that this isn't in the future. I think. You who, know, sa who says that this is real right now? Whoa, oh, that's a totally Whoa. different show. <laughs> you guys can see my arms right now. They're flailing around. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's a totally different show and that stuff blows my mind too but yeah. i'm real because i i think that i'm real but are you guys real that's the question yeah <laughs> am i just talking to myself walking around in a padded room well mark blah 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 and some guys are like what the fuck is he talking about mark and cole <laughs> and video games maybe <laughs> whoa well all right so, so back at the topic of actual games now um another game that's scary that i want to play is the Friday the 13th uh, game that they're talking about. Oh, yeah. That was going to mm. make my list, I think. Um, Have you seen I, this, Cole? Yeah. I think I watched the teaser trailer of it. Yeah. And, and it got a lot of backers uh, in this mm. Kickstarter, which, I mean, makes sense. The, the, the franchise is huge. No matter how terrible it is, it's still a well-known and watched uh, franchise. And, and what they want to do with it is is kind of like, you know, the Left 4 Dead uh uh, game you know you have a one guy chasing you and then you know you have a bunch of teenagers run, running away yeah it's a asymmetrical or one like uh you've got seven camp counselors and you've got one jason Voorhees. Yeah, he's just trying it's to like fuck everything up i mean they're all trying to have sex yeah. and he's just like no fuck that no nobody has yeah. sex near my <laughs> near my pond but it's i heard um he's christian he must be catholic or something like that i don't know <laughs> what, what's his name? catholics uh, love sex <laughs> well, yeah, that's true but they're trying to have protected sex and that is just a no-go oh, that, that, that's a no-no we just lost half our, our listeners oh man we lost our catholic <laughs> listeners damn it what, i forget uh what's his name adam sessler is that is that yeah from uh the show pack of the yeah, show yeah. four back in the day yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Way back right in the before, day. like the indoor kids is, um, as there's another great video game podcast. Um, right before they went on hiatus, he was on their last episode, and he's actually part of that development. He's he's not like uh, I don't think he's doing anything technical or creative. He's kind of just like the face of it right now. And yeah. he said like he has some input, but really he's just kind of like their spokesperson because mm -hmm. he's like a trusted name. He's like one of the few like really respected guys in like gaming, like commentary and gaming journalism at this 
point in, in time and um yeah he was like super super excited about it he uh i don't i had already known about it before then because they had all those problems with that other game called last year do you guys know about that yeah that i mean mm-hmm. i mean to be there's, honest there's a, I, I kind of wanted that one it's called last year that's basically just like the jason Voorhees kind of idea except mm-hmm. it's not using like all the friday the 13th trademarks mm-hmm. so and then the friday the 13th game came out and they were kind of like butting heads but i i think how it ended up and correct me maybe you know more than me tony but i think um i think they're both still moving forward i mean obviously the yeah. friday the 13th game is moving forward but i think last year is still coming out too yeah they're, they're they might both- have just had to change their because their, their killer was a very obvious like ripoff of jason uh- I mean, they had pictures of the killers, and it was is more of a ripoff just off the horror genre in general. I mean, because you have Michael Myers, you have Jason, you have Freddy Krueger. Yeah, they, they were there. I mean, they were mixing everything up and and using those movies as examples. And the Kickstarter was doing so well, and the idea of it was so cool. I mean, it was out way before they even announced the Friday the Thirteenth one. I think they saw that and were like, "Holy crap, people actually want this!" And like, "Hey, no, screw that. Let's make our own." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, they and, and, and we and we have the name. So it, it, it so it makes them look terrible because like oh you're copying them it's like no they kind of had the Kickstarter and the ID out way before you guys and they had examples so um the last I'll, year game day. yeah I'll 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 get both of them no matter what just just to compare mm-hmm. the two I think they're both gonna do good I think the idea of it is I, awesome, I, I'm, so. I'm watching the trailer right now and it had the title up last year and I was sitting there thinking I was like why is it called last year like I don't really get it and but then it hit me and I'm like that is the best name ever. Yeah, because it's like it's like a throwback to I know what you did last summer. Exactly. Yeah, it, I figured it, that's kind of what it meant. It, it's, it's and not, it's, it's not just Friday the Thirteenth. They're probably gonna die. They're not just taking it away from Friday the Thirteenth. They're taking, like I said, they're taking it away from the whole horror genre in general. Mm. The 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 stupid kids running away from the killer. I mean, it's been done so many times. So it's just I don't know. I I don't think we people should put the blame on this on these indie. So developers. I guess like I was. That's interesting that these both exist. Because what I was gonna ask is. Do you think the the um, Friday the Thirteenth one would be successful without the name? Like, what what about the gameplay? I guess is going to be that much different than say Left for Dead or Evolve or? Well, there well, has what, there hasn't been a I mean, lot. Uh, yeah, Left for Dead isn't class based. The uh, with the seven camp counselors, I don't know if there's only seven or if there there's more than that. And you kind of if you have a full lobby, you play with seven different ones maybe. But it's kind of it's class based sort of. Uh, I think like Evolve is where. Like you might have some people have different speeds or different strengths or I don't know mm. maybe maybe like better hiding abilities or something like that and so you kind of your your seven camp counselors all trying to survive but you're not necessarily trying to get everyone out alive like on Left for Dead you know you're you're just trying to survive yeah you're just trying to survive because like you might it might benefit you to be with someone who's slower than you because that's <laughs> who Jason's gonna get first you know that's true. it's like. You've kind of got to apply like the video game logic of it. And, yeah, you, I mean, like, yeah, the horror yeah, logic of it. Yeah, you have to stay a virgin the entire time. Don't <laughs> yeah, avoid yeah, all offers of sex. Just stay the virgin. You know? <laughs> yeah, like this magical force field mm. around you the whole time for some reason. So, I guess yeah. The one way that, like the way you explained it there, Mark, I could definitely see being successful if they if they um, take a lot of inspiration from Alien Isolation and how that was so successful with its kind Subtlety. of. Yeah, and you had to like. I mean, the enemy was so powerful and so terrifying that you had to, even if you outnumbered it, you know, like 
There, yeah, there's most, a bunch of people shooting at it. It didn't matter. Yeah, you were screwed. Yeah, and like most times it'd be best to like coordinate and to like maybe cause a distraction so that your teammate could then sneak out of the closet that he was about to look in kind of thing. Yeah, no, that, I can see that awesome. being really fun. Yeah. I, I, well, some people don't like that type of stuff. People like with Left 4 Dead, you know, it's just you get a shotgun, you just run around shooting. Uh, mm. Putting strategy into it might uh, take it away from some people, but yeah, no, I I agree with that. I, I love strategy games. In fact, uh, there's two games that are coming out next year that are very low indie games that I that I like the first ones of, which was the Banner Saga and XCOM. Uh, they're mm. both strategy games, uh, especially with the Banner Saga. It was one of those you. It's sort, of, it's sort of like with the Vikings, and um, you just had to uh, really plan things out. And some of the things you did would involve people dying, so you had to really think about it. I like strategy games, so I'm really hoping XCOM and the Banner Saga uh, sequels come out next year. It, it, they say they're coming out next year, but like we like, like we said before, Mark, you know, hmm. just because they, they say they're coming out doesn't mean that they're going to be coming out. Yeah, it's kind of comical how often video game... Um release dates are, are adjusted like even several times like i think wasn't the division originally due out in like i don't know 2014 maybe yeah like, and i think i think uh like the siege really? wow. i think the siege they, they they came up with the idea for the siege and so they were making that and pushed the other one back too i, I can't remember i heard uh, something about that but I, i'm probably wrong <laughs> i probably had <laughs> some sort of, i had like a fever dream about it or something like that and it all came together <laughs> uh, oh uh, another game uh, it's coming out. I think just for PlayStation Four is uh, the Last Guardian. Um, I loved. Yeah. I loved the uh, the other two, uh, Ico or ICO, depending on who you are, and um, Shadow <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus. Those were two. Inc- those are those two were one of my favorite games of all time. So I've been <laughs> those wait- two are one of my favorite games. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- both of those. They, are, they, you uh, could buy them both on one disc at one. Yeah, time. no, it's true. Um, <laughs> Well, I did that too. Actually, I bought the originals and I bought the remasters. Anyways, I love those games. Those are well. That's the one thing I want to bring up is um, I bought that and let me check the game display. But believe that you could play it in 3D, which is one of the main reasons why I bought it because I had a 3D TV. Um, But it just it ran slower, even though it was PS2, you know, polygon count and all that. It still ran slower in 3d than in um normal and so that's what worries me is about about the um that yeah, is 3d compatible um which worries me about the vr is like the ps3 couldn't handle the remake of a ps2 game put in 3d because it had to render two images well it depends on the company that did the 3d since they're separate they might have just you know just well, barely put I, it I've, together maybe like i have mortal Kombat, which again it, it just it runs slower mortal Kombat. It just it's just called Mortal Kombat at that the one before Mortal Kombat X. You know, I, I something I want to ask. I know it's not going to be the topic on it, but uh, Cole, do you like pick up game? I I noticed you pick up trends of things that aren't aren't necessarily popular. And is it <laughs> is it because of you wanting to be a developer and you see these really cool ideas and you want to see how they try to implement it into the video games? I think like. Yeah, I think you hit it really close. As I a lot of a lot of my interest in gaming is to see the evolution of it and to see what can happen next. And so, like when I when I read about a new game coming out, if it's got gameplay elements in it that I've never seen before, it's really hard for me to not want to play it. And so, if I see games kind of doing the same thing but in maybe a slightly better way, mm-hmm. it it doesn't interest me so much. Um, so yeah, so like I mean, I I did a. This is kind of embarrassing looking back. But in, in 2007, I was in 
um, a college communications class and we had to give a speech on anything we wanted to. And I gave my speech on the upcoming we and talked about like what it, I pretty much did like a sales pitch to my whole class on the Nintendo Wii. And nobody had even heard of it. They didn't know what I was really? saying. So like they didn't know what the Wii, like why, like it, it didn't make sense to anyone. Like everyone's kind of sitting there with, like this weird smile on their face. And Well, <laughs> well no, but that's kind of a good thing too to, to introduce them into something that they did. I, I like that more. I like, I like finding out just things like that. And, you know, someone's mm-hmm. telling me the whole thing instead of just reading like a crappy little small article about it. I'd rather, mm-hmm. someone, like, I'd rather read something about everything on it. And plus, well, and the Wii did really well. Oh, hate, yeah. hate it or not, the Wii did freaking awesome. Yeah, it did way better than anyone could have imagined. I remember trying to talk my mom into buying Nintendo stock just because I, I was at the age where I was starting to learn about the stock market and my parents had a retirement fund. And so I was like, put money in Nintendo. And if had they done that, they probably could have retired six years ago. <laughs> If they that's got true. out at the right time. Yeah, that's, that's, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they got out later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it, it was at like $13 a share and it went all the way up to like 60 or 70 And now oh, it's wow. back to about 19 20 It's fluctuating around there. Hmm. I just uh, I have an example of a game that's, uh, that is maybe doing something different that might appeal to you, Cole. It's, okay. it's actually my number one most anticipated game of next Quantum year. Quantum Break? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that on my list too. Because yeah. that's like the only real Xbox One game that's coming out that even I want to play. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's made by people who did Alan Wake in the first two Max Paynes. So it's like already like I already love it right away. It's about time travel, which is my favorite like plot device of anything that's ever been written about or or, or shared as a story in the world. And uh, and yeah, it just it just looks awesome. But it also it what it does unique. Um, and it's, I'm still on the fence. I mean, for me, I think I'll like it just fine, but I'm still kind of worried for it, the project, because if it fails, it's like a huge, um, endeavor, like financially for Remedy and for Microsoft that they're pumping a lot of like hope as well as money into, you know? So I'm, I'm really rooting for it for so many reasons, but it's half, it's not half game, half show, but it, it incorporates a television show, like live action aspect to it where there's going to be four. There's gonna be four like twenty-one minute episodes, um, which is about how long. Okay, so <laughs> that was another technical difficulty. That was Tony's turn after I fucked it up earlier. So Cole, you're next. Um, next. Just bad luck all around today. <laughs> just give it, give it like ten, twelve minutes, and then just drop the call. All right, Cole. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna make really loud, annoying noises. <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, yeah, what Quantum Break does differently, like I was saying, is um, there are there are four 21-minute episodes, which is like the length of a, a show, if you minus all the advertising during it, um, or a half-hour show at least. But um, and like little little things, only little things will change in the live-action version based on what you do in the game. But that's okay with me because it's telling like a a, a great big time travel story, and time travel's already like prone to plot holes enough that I don't think we need to be adjusting the story too much on our own. Um, and, and I obviously being a fan of storytelling, like I'll take a well-written story over one that gives me all this agency anyways, you know, but um, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just them using the show and to break up the gameplay. I think it sounds cool. I don't know how much it's going to catch on. I'm hoping it does well, but if you're talking about like 
innovative ideas that I mean Remedy has one right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah. What what kind of scares me um, is that do you think it's gonna fall victim to like the um, the same thing the order did where people were like I wasn't didn't feel like I was playing the game like I I really like that you. I don't know, you've told me so much of the background of the game that I didn't know previously about. Like, it's from the makers of Alan Wake, and you really like that game. And yeah. so now I have more, more faith in kind of the direction the game's going to go. But previous to knowing that, I was like, it seemed like they were kind of trying to utilize a main actor and primetime appeal. You know, so many people sit home and watch primetime television yeah. at night that they're going to be like, well, I have to get this game because I, I, you know, I need to talk about this with, around the water cooler kind of thing. Yeah. But... Um, are you at all afraid of that happening? Kind of like the I, people not liking how you're not playing as much? Yeah, I mean, Alan Wake as a game took about 10 hours to beat um, on normal difficulty. If if Quantum Break is 10 hours plus another, like, what, what is it, four? Like a little, almost an hour and a half of, of TV show. Mm -hmm. I, I mean... See, I it, it's hard. You can't get my opinion because <laughs> because I, I'm an idiot. No, because uh, you're so biased for it. Well, part bias, but I mean, I can kind of see it objectively, you know. But it's just that I I have a bias towards like games that are telling a good story. Like I I don't care that The Walking Dead is mostly like a TV show that you direct. I don't care that the, I mean, yeah, the order was a little weird because with Walking Dead, at least it's a. Uh, it's a point and click, you know, so people are like, oh, you don't even play. It's like, well, no, you do play. It's just a really old genre that we don't see much of anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I but with, with the order. You're talking about the Telltale itself. games, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just the Telltale format. They've always been adventure gaming, and now they've just kind of changed it slightly rather than like puzzle solving. It's like role playing as like a certain character, and you choose what to say and everything. So pe people who say that, oh, they're just movies, they're just TV shows, it's like, they're not. It's just it's it was a, it was a pretty dated and almost entirely disappeared uh, genre until Telltale kind of revived it with The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us a couple of years ago, and now it's like big again. And we see other studios doing it too. Like we just saw uh, Don't Nod from France. They did Life is Strange under the same kind of in the same kind of vein. But so like I forgive games for for foregoing gameplay a lot more than other people do. You know. Well, can, but, can I chime in for one second? I think yeah. I think the the problem though with the order, because if you look at The Last of Us, it, it was told that that's this is the game that you're gonna get. It's a point and click game. So not it, The Last of Us. Oh, no, that's The, <laughs> the Last. Of, like, I'm sorry, The Walking Dead. Jeez. <laughs> and but The Wolf the, Among Us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and The Wolf Among Us. Um, th those <laughs> games were were sold that way. They're saying this is what the game is. So I I didn't hear so many complaints with those because it's just like you knew what the game was, so you can't really complain about it being a point and click. But with the order, it looked like this big adventure of, of you know just jumping around on giant balloons and fighting werewolves and doing all this stuff, and it wasn't that at all. It was more of you just sitting down watching it. Yeah, that's fair. It was. I was gonna say that sort of the same thing is like the order. I forgive a little bit less because it presents itself as like a third person cover shooter, like a la Gears of War sorta. Mm -hmm. But it never really was that because it was constantly taking you out of the action. Or sometimes like the action would just be like you walking from area to area, like hearing part of the story, like with with your ability to control like the character's movement. Mm -hmm. But that would be all it is. Like a lot of sequences, like ne you never actually had much gameplay besides like moving from A to B. And mm -hmm. but I mean, the story told in there is great. If if they could do 
another one and improve on those things, it, it'll be a big hit, I think. And if, if Quantum Break does that, then yeah, it, I mean, even I would criticize it, but there's been no indication so far that it will. But, you know, then again, like Tony said, <laughs> there wasn't for the order really either. So, but I don't I mean, I think Remedy is yeah, Remedy's, proving themselves. Well, you know? Yeah, I mean, with Alan Wake, Alan Wake did a, did a great job with mixing story and adventure. I, I loved Alan Wake. I thought it was a great game. And I think if they take the same approach with, with the Quantum Break, I think they'll do a great job. Yeah, they they. Do you guys do you guys do you guys know at all how the delivery of the episodes will happen? Will it just be like a cutscene, or it's not an actual TV show that you'd watch online? It's or it's on, on disc. Oh, yeah, okay. it's on it's on disc with the game, and um, you know maybe when you get to the level that precedes the next another episode, it'll say like, "Do you want to watch it now, or do you want to save here?" I, I would guess it's something like that. You know. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it's all it's all on disc. You don't have to like tune in to NBC's on Sunday night on NBC on Sunday night. <laughs> <or anything. laughs> That's what I thought when they first announced it, that it was going to be a tie-in where you know the whole nation would be playing this game together and then watching it. It's kind of like you better go pick up Quantum Break and catch up before the next you know. Oh, that plot would twist is that would happen. be that would be kind of interesting. Cool, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it'd do well. That's riskier, but, though. I think. You yeah. Know? <laughs> exactly. I don't know if it'd do well, but the idea. Then of it's no, cool. nobody mm-hmm. but the game owners are going to be watching that on TV. So I don't think any any um, network is going to want to run it because then their their market is limited to only people playing the game. Which I mean, if you want to be really optimistic, you can say, "Hey, we're going to get all these people to play the game so they can watch the show." But mm-hmm. I think that's even more of a risk than they're already taking. And I, I think Microsoft's a little wary of. Of all the money they pumped into Ooh. it, I think well, Remedy is nervous if for any, it to fail. NBC, I just, I'm sorry. No, I, no, I'm done. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say if any NBC execs execs are li- listening to us, what they should do <laughs> is utilize the success of YouTube and Twitch, along with CSI, do the TV show, and then mm-hmm. the half an hour before the TV show or hour before the TV show is like a live stream of a gamer playing it. So you can either watch that or go pick up the game and play it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure they grabbed a couple of kids from Starbucks to help them out with that. So, <laughs> like you, you're hired. Get over here. Tell us, tell us but, what you think of things. But uh, I wanted to. I if you Google the the top games of well, if you Google just 2016 video games like I did right in front of me here, um, Google is nice enough to give you a big scrolling list. Um, the, this just says these are video games frequently mentioned on the web. I want I wanted to run through them and see if you got how many you guys give a shit about. There's maybe like twenty here. You want to do that? Mm, sure. Well, the- one game I I is my most anticipated. I want to say before we, if we ever lose time, I just want to bring it out. No Man's Sky. Oh yeah, that's that, on the list. <laughs> that, that, that game is just absolutely amazing to me. When I first heard about it, I didn't think too much about it, but when I actually saw it and, and saw the creator explaining it, it freaking blew my mind. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys saw, especially the the Col- when they're on the Colbert Report about it. But basically, you're an explorer in a universe, just like ours, pretty much. And they put in a code, an algorithm, or whatever, and they don't even know how the how the planets turn out. The planets create themselves, and they evolve based off of you know what they give it. So the universe is just creating itself, and is creating millions of places for all of us to explore. And and the idea that's so cool, the fact that they would go to a, the creators themselves would go to a planet and see things that they like. Oh wow, that's cool. The game made this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and to me, that's just absolutely amazing. The only thing that kind of sucks is that you can't. You can't. It's so far from what they say. You can't explore the universe together with friends. You just start randomly at some point in time, and you may never 
ever find another person's planet to, that they discovered because they once you find a solar system and a planet and the animals there you can name them however you want okay. yeah and it, whoever discovered it if anyone else ever visits that planet um it, it identifies it as the planet that that original person found you know like if it was me it would say like well, i'm not going to give away my gamer tag on here but it'll say like you know marks discovered by mark on this date and yeah like so you kind of it's kind of about being like, yeah, it's almost like an age of exploration, like reborn in space for, for anybody who wants to play. I'm, I'm wondering what the, any sort of like objectives there will be. It, seem, it seems like it's just kind of like exploration, which is fine with me. If that's all it is, that works. But I think I read back when it was on the cover of Game Informer earlier this year that there's some, I don't know if, it's a, if there's a black hole or if there's some like, superstar like off in the distance that everyone's trying to work toward i forget i think there is some sort of objective that's distant but i i might be remembering that wrong but yeah it's just have you did you know about this game cole you must have heard about it right oh yeah yeah yep i, I saw it at the e3 um, yeah presentation and all that um they're they're being very coy about it right now they're claiming it's mm -hmm. a ps4 exclusive but it's it's very obviously a, a timed exclusive if you listen to the way they're talking about it yeah so, sort of like rocket league right now anytime they're asked about it about the game coming to xbox they're like oh we'll see and they're kind of like smiling through their teeth you know it's like they, they're just <laughs> under a gag order to to that they can't say wink yet. wink eh? yeah <laughs> exactly well they, they have it right now on their wikipedia they have it under playstation 4 and pc yeah, but it'll come to Xbox. <laughs> well, I mean, I know you're hoping it will, but will it? Eh. So, you know, uh, not Mark, but Cole, you know, that's another thing, you know, PS4. <laughs> yeah, yeah, PS4's got, a, I got a lot on my list for games to look forward to. Yeah. 2016 on PS4. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm actually... Uncharted 4, that's another one. Ooh, yeah. Oh, you don't like the Uncharted's, but that's like my third most. I mean, it's, a, it's okay. I'm going to definitely wait and see if it comes out and if it's not. And it, if it's get, just a prettier Uncharted, then it doesn't, you know, strike my fancy. You, really, you can grab well, the uh, the Uncharted uh, box set that they just came out with. That's pretty cool. Well, I, I played the second one. Um, I enjoyed it, but I don't. I, pretty much all the reviews and commentary I've heard on the third one is that it's a lot more of the same. So unless you really just want more, yeah, I mean, the they same. don't. The third one doesn't do try to do anything new. Really, it's it's a lot of little things. You know, like it's it's. It's the most gorgeous. It's one of the most gorgeous games I've ever seen. First of all, like playing it now on PS4, it's still one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. Like, I don't know mm -hmm. what kind of like, <laughs> I don't I don't know what the 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 technical team at Naughty Dog's doing, but like their games are always absolutely gorgeous, and they have some of the best mm -hmm. like facial features, and just the way the characters move are very fluid, and so it's a lot of little stuff like that that I really appreciate to give it sort of like a more cinematic and more like genuine like human feeling mm -hmm. but in terms are talking, of are you talking about in the um remake or in both the old one and the remake well it's the new ones are just uh like h like yeah. pretty ports they're not they're not remade okay. anymore. i mean the old ones were when uncharted 3 came out it was absolutely like the prettiest game at the time and and even now on ps4 they say it's like slightly improved i honestly can't recall mm -hmm. if it's improved at all but it's still beautiful, even if it's still. Looks so like I saw they fixed some stuff in um, the first Uncharted in the HD remake because they they kind of admitted that they didn't have the resources they might have liked back then, and so they like they updated some stuff. Like, and there there was like a boat scene that they showed that like the water kind of looked really, kind of really bad in comparison to the rest of the game, and so they oh that like, might be the first that might be the like first that. scene actually. 
I think say so, yeah, I was really early on in the game. They're like, yeah, we'll the just show you this. And... <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. But I mean, back to No Man's Sky, like I saw it and it, it's a really pretty game and it's got that great exploration and adventure feel to it. Um, but I think I'm, I'm in the same boat as a lot of other skeptics, I guess, is like, what's the objective of it and how, how long will this game last? Is it only like my own personal drive that's going to make me keep finding new planets or will you find it is to be honest (laughs) that's kind of like that's i really hope that they i don't know hit this hit a home run with this because they could you know hide stuff on little planets kind of like you said you read science you read a lot of science fiction did you read ready player one uh no because it's i keep hearing about every time i go to read it i i remind myself about how it's all 80s references which are Mm -hmm. before my time so it, I, just, I, mean, I don't think it would connect with me as much because I was born in 89, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm technically from the 80s, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think you'd like it. And it, it's got a, the main premise is it's in the future and there's a VR world similar to the Matrix, but everyone, you know, um, goes in it willfully. And in this VR world, there's just all kinds of planets. Like there could be a planet that's like. I mean, it's all 80s references in the book, but if it were, you know, real, it'd be like a Pokemon plan. You can go there and actually hang out with the Pokemon. Yeah. And and so that kind of No Man's Sky could definitely do that. And also in um, that book, like this is tiny, tiny spoiler, but not really at all. But like there's like a scavenger hunt where you have to find things in the VR. And so like that would be amazing if they did that in this. Like, okay, there's a trillion planets and one of them has a free PS4 hundred dollar you know e-shop card or whatever um <laughs> things like that and just to coax people to play it and also i wanted to say i think they i i keep seeing all the articles that's like the game's unfathomable in its size but i have a feeling that once gamers get it and if a large portion of ps4 gamers get it they're gonna so quickly map that whole thing it's gonna be amazing how quickly it's gonna happen even well, i think if it according is things i think according to the studio um forget who makes it oh hello games yeah the people who did joe danger which is so funny now they went from that to this but um i think according to them it's limitless isn't it or tony do you know is it limitless uh from that's what they say i think it just sort of like um, yeah it, it's supposed to be an expanding it's supposed to be like a universe it's constantly but then, expanding, like, what's so. the point like if you find like a new planet then what's the like but Where's you, the reward in that? No, but you, you you have to remember that every single planet solar system is going to be different because but is it going to be different because the trees are all in different places or because I can actually tell it looks different? No, it's 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 supposed to be like an actual evolving thing. It, it, I think it's supposed to count to where the sun is, how just everything's coming together. It's just like our universe, you know, depending on how the planet is, it's going to evolve differently. But that's like saying, like, I could take you to the mountains of Montana and put you on 10 different mountain pinks and be like, Look, they're all really different, but not. The way, but well, really the well I I don't know like how different they're they're exactly going to be. I mean, from what I just saw, I'm and, just being devil's advocate. Yeah, no, no, no. I I agree with you on that because I mean, it's just the same with most of the older video games. Hey, this is level two monsters, and then when you look at level three monsters, they're just a different shade of color. But with <laughs> this game, um, it, from what how they explain it, because they only explain. Yeah, it's based on it's based on the atmosphere that that planet has, and like yeah. everything's supposed to evolve and exist like intelligently like mm. based on based on the properties of that planet you know so yeah. if, if it's mm. like a water planet you're not going to have like these like lion like creatures like swimming around it'll be like maybe something more akin to like fish but even then it's very imaginative so they're gonna 
a lot of them are just going to look like these alien life forms. You know, I mean, yeah. they, they literally are in the games context. But I, I think what just blew my mind is the fact that that the creators, when they go into a new planet, they have no idea what's going to be in there themselves. They just mm-hmm. gave the computer the. You know, basically, they just told it this is what the universe is made of, and the universe said, "Okay, this is what I fucking made," and mm-hmm. and there you go. But it, I don't. Do you think that's our own hopeful, like? Oh yeah, I mean that's what perspective, or do you think that, that's, that's actually going to happen? That's what they're explaining to us, and it's so far seem like when they showed the different uh, planets just in that solar system on the Colbert Report when I was watching it, it was mm-hmm. pretty amazing. So if it continues that trend. Then I'm mm-hmm. all for it. it, but you're right. If it comes to the point where you're just sitting there and it's like, mm-hmm. I've already sort of seen this animal before, or in that uh-huh. animal, then yeah. But I mean, it can only be so different. Also, I'm gonna make a really harsh analogy here, but to me, it's almost like going to the beach and collecting seashells. Like they're all beautiful and they're all different in their own way, but after you collect, you know, ten, then it's like, where do you where do you go from there? Well, you're no fun at beaches. Well, but. <laughs> I think some of some of No Man's Sky's seashells are gonna fight back, you know, like some. Yeah. Some, some <laughs> so you have, you have guns and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, oh, okay. when you go to a planet, you also have to try to get fuel. I think for your ship too, you can't just okay. be flying around whenever you want. I think it'd be really cool is if you if you explore stuff and you're allowed to like say things about it. And like he said, and like he was saying in the game, and Mark said too, you can call you can call every animal whatever you want. I can call it Mark's a butt face, and then. That thing. But every time me, someone visits that planet, they're like, "Hey, look, there's marks of butt face." <laughs> That's a, that. This is me. Um, again, playing devil's advocate because I definitely want to try the game and I hope it does well. But to me, if the if their main gameplay point is that you can name things in the game, that sounds like they don't have enough time to actually develop a gameplay element. And so they're like, "What can we do?" And they're like, "Let's let them rename things." Well, no, it's not so much renaming either because, like, like I said, they can't. They can't really name these things either. They're this constantly being remade. I mean, I mean that would take literally probably millions of years for them to have to go to every planet and name it. And remember, you're supposed to be an explorer. What's the point of exploring a planet and you don't get to name it? You know, it's, <laughs> no, it's like it's I, like I come, that, but, it's like coming to like a, a like a, a land full of just people that are already there and then calling them Indians and they're like, we're sure, not Indians. But like, if you look at like games like Little Big Planet every one of those levels that people make they get to name that and stuff and so like you get to name things in games and i don't i don't see what naming this randomly generated planet is going to be rewarding i think it appeals to to, to i think it appeals to people who um who wish they were born in the 1400s during the age of exploration (laughs) (laughs) you know like oh man i wish i could have founded my own country or or, i mean or people that want to you know explore space i mean that's something i wish i could have done in yeah in my life and but i know it would never be possible i'm not smart enough i don't i don't have the i don't have the i'm not i I know i'm not smart enough and and i know i don't have the uh physical you know body to do i mean even people who you think would make it don't make it which is crazy Mm -hmm. and so to be able to explore that on your own and to and to see a universe and to dive into into the unknown to me is is always exciting i like going into things and having no idea what's going to happen. And yeah, some, some of those things might kill me. And, you know, some of those things might not always be as appealing, but the fact that you can just look at a planet and go, you know, I don't like this one and go to a whole different one and be like, Oh, Hey, I like this one though. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, that, cool. that's to me, what sounds really exciting. Yeah. Just like being able to relax on the couch, fly to new planets, you know, and just kind of like, you could be hanging out talking to your friends and be like, let's just travel around some See, planets. guys." Th- but that's, that's the, that's the, 
problem where I don't where I'm having a problem with this game is the fact that you can't right now you can't explore with friends. with friends. I think that would be the 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 best part about it is being on a mm-hmm. planet with friends and just kind of like hey look at this one look at that one kind of or, or you would be it'd be even cooler that to own your own solar system and then fight another solar system that would also be awesome mm. but hey mm. I'm, I'm going it was just far. delayed though it was going to come out at the end of this year and now it's coming out in june so i don't know maybe that's something they're trying to do you know and, yeah, and, and talking about delays where do, do we want these games to be delayed or because we want to play them right away uh, for me i i would rather if a if a developer or a publisher they don't feel that the game's complete or or you know polished enough. I don't mind them, you know, taking it back because it's better than you know just getting a game and then seeing all the bugs in it. You know. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. delaying games is totally fine and it's it's almost always valid because it's you know they'll usually at least tell us publicly that it's to polish it up and who's going to argue that? The problem is that a bunch well, of kids. Did, <laughs> well, no, the the yeah, but the problem is that you didn't need to. Announce, to it announce a release date in the first place. You know, it's it's all about just building the hype. So they they announce a game, they want to tell us uh, a release window, and then sometimes even that fa- fails. Even you know, like like I don't is Mass. I think Mass Effect is supposed to come out next year. I bet it won't. Like looking at this list, Dead Island Two already lost its developer. Yeah, um, I know that was crazy. They I... dropped the developer. That was supposed to come out this year. They pushed it. I bet it still won't come out. I don't think it'll ever come out. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, Especially after um, what what was the one where the last developers made? Gosh, it came well, out. Th- what do you mean? The, the well, the, the original studio behind it was Jaeger. Before yeah. that, they did Spec Ops: The Line, but now they're not doing Dead Island Two anymore. Um, I think it's developer list right now. They've uh, the parent company. I think it's Techland. They they or is Techland? A, I forget. But the their the parent company. Um, whoever the publisher is, put it on, like, hiatus. Like, it's basically just halted. And usually that does not bode well for a game's development. But, I mean, Mirror's Edge, I kind of feel like Mirror's Edge will come out because as of right now, it's only scheduled for May. So even if it's delayed, maybe it'll come out in August or September, you know. But a lot of these games that are just very vague 2016 releases, like Homefront, The Revolution, looking at that one, um, <laughs> The Last Guardian, you know, the, you know the story behind that one already. Yeah, Jesus, ridiculous. Horizon Zero Dawn. I see no way that that comes out next year. To be honest, we just haven't seen enough of it yet. But yeah, is I don't know. It's just it's kind of you can delay a game all you want. I won't get mad. It's just don't don't tell me when it's coming out then until you're sure. You know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, don't put it in front of my face and then just snatch it away. You know, yeah. Freaking yeah. Quantum Break was supposed to come out this year. It was going to be one. Oh, of their now big it comes out. Now we know why he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not just that. I mean, could have been any to, other game. Before, same thing. Deus Ex was announced, and immediately with the announcement, they said it's coming out in February. Now they pushed it to, I think, the summertime. It's like, it's like part, they think part of the recipe to success is providing a release date right away to build that hype, you know, which it makes sense. Like, oh, here's this new game. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Let's give them, let's give them a date to look forward to. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe it just goes back to, there's no such thing as bad press. Maybe the delays just get people tweeting about it again, and that's all they care about. So, <laughs> yeah, w- one thing I'm kind of liking though about this next year is a lot of them aren't sequels or even prequels for that matter. A lot of a lot of these games that I'm really excited for yeah, are, are original games, original. The thoughts. Division, yeah, yeah, No Man's Sky, Battleborn, 
Well, I mean, there are. Oh, Cuphead looks really cool for Xbox. Have you yeah. have you guys seen Cuphead? Uh, you know what? I I'm glad you said that. I remember seeing a trailer for it a while back. It's got. It uses like the old like yeah like, uh, Steamboat Willie style like Steamboat animation. Willie. Yeah, like, I like, you know, like the original. Right, yeah. Mickey even Mouse I'm even kind of excited for it now. I remember uh, Far Cry Primal. I kind of like the oh, fact yeah. that, that it's in this prehistoric era. Or even though it's sort of, I guess you could call it a prequel, maybe. A, pre- a, <laughs> yeah. a, pre- a prequel of prequels. Prequel of almost the entire world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, just I, call it Turok. Yeah, uh, that's true, too. Well, well they, I, say, they say there's, you know, right now they're not saying there's dinosaurs in it, but there's no reason that they have to remain, like, historically accurate. I almost guarantee there's going to be a fucking dinosaur well, in that that's, game. Yeah, that's, that's kind of true, because <laughs> when, when have humans and dinosaurs ever really... I mean, we're, we're, they I mean, never did, but I well, bet. Well, this- hello, well, d- well, well, if you listen to Dr. Ken Ham, he, okay. he says. I they had dragons, say- didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Um, so I, I, that's another one. So it's kind of cool because, like, when I heard about Dead Island 2, I was kind of like, eh, I, I don't really care about that. Dead Island was decent. <laughs> And yeah, the demo I saw it looks super incomplete, and they yeah. were bragging about how it's there's. They're like, oh, the the you know we noticed we did a lot of research, and the fans of the first one didn't care about the story. They just wanted fun four player co op. I was like, well, how about both? Like, plenty of people do both. Yeah. <laughs> it was just weird to me how they were like openly abandoning any sort of like story focus, and but they were like praising it. They were they were like advertising it as like a plus on but, the game. But the like, trailer, the trailer looks so cool. It's just like with the first one. Wow, that was a really good trailer. So the game uh, yeah. must be good. And yeah, I, actually, you know what? Since we're almost at the end of this, I already have a new idea for another podcast. <laughs> oh, trailers. Oh, trailers versus the final product. Yeah, exactly. So Ooh. I'm gonna write that down right now. That's, yeah, that's actually cool. there's a good lead into my top game, which I'm sure every Wii U, Wii U owner's top game is the new Legend of Zelda. Ooh, damn! You know oh, that's terrified. still out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah. I'm terrified that what they showed us at two E3s ago, when Link is on his horse and he's attacking this like spider monster looking thing that goes into the water and it tries to hit him and it smashes the dock and like wood goes everywhere and he jumps off his horse in a slow-mo fashion and shoots an arrow at it like is not anywhere close to what the game's gonna look like (laughs) (laughs) well one thing i've noticed that that studios do in in trailers even when it's like an all cgi trailer or even live action they'll sort of hint at what the game does you know like the sleeping dogs trailer like he was picking up like it was live action but the guy was like picking up knives and like in butcher's knives off off the cutting board and he was like throwing them into like hot vats of like cooking oil and and like Mm. i don't know just like even even when it's live action you're not getting gameplay and that sucks but they usually do at least hint at sort of like things they're trying to hit on with the game you know so hopefully that's the case for for your zelda (laughs) well i mean they made it look like it's gameplay which because they didn't go above and beyond the graphical capabilities yeah but it's definitely it would be the like probably best looking game on the wii u if it is true um and then the next not in the next e3 but i think a nintendo direct they showed footage of it of them actually playing and it looked it looked pretty close but they still haven't shown they didn't show any bosses or anything so that's still the remain to be remained shown huh. um i know it's it's gonna be great i know it's gonna be great but yeah we still got a, a ways to wait i think yeah, I've heard about that. Like, yeah, like you said, a couple of years ago. I forgot because I don't, 
like I said before, I haven't played almost any Zelda, so I didn't even realize it mm. still hasn't come out. Have they even said the official name yet? They were calling it just Zelda Wii U, right? Yeah, just Zelda U, I think, is what its name is right now. <laughs> Zelda University. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, Nintendo, I don't know, and everyone else that's kind of a Nintendo fan doesn't understand is all they have to do really is plan their big releases like that game and their Metroid, which hasn't been released in a long time, on a home console. Plan that with the release with their next console, which I know nobody wants this to be bumped to the to the NX or the N Cross, but um, and I I don't either right now because I really love the Wii U and I want it to stay strong and I want to keep playing it and I want the online community to stay alive. But I just don't get why they don't understand. Release that, release those top games with their console, and they'll be the number one in the console race like they were with the Wii. I mean, they they launched with Twilight Princess and wasn't really even that spectacular of a game but i'm sure tons of people lined up specifically for that reason yeah hmm. and i don't know maybe they'll figure it out but maybe not like they haven't for a while <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure um are there any other games we want to hit on i kind of mentioned mine at least in passing a lot yeah um, I'm, I'm looking through right now and and while there are a lot of games that seem interesting overall they're I've already said what I what I've wanted to see, and it's kind of I don't know. It's it's what weird. you guys missed some huge ones on your on your systems. Well, no, I didn't miss them. I just no. sort of you just, don't want to mention them. Well, I just don't really care so much for. I mean, yeah. I guess I guess like the new Doom coming out. Yeah, is, is the kind, Doom looks great. It does look great. It's just that I don't know. I I I'm kind of happy to like I said with the fact that there's so many fresh ideas coming out and i'm mm. i really want those do i think doom's gonna be great sure it's but it's gonna be the same thing though running around throwing up body parts everywhere and <laughs> shooting people yeah. I, mean, I mean and there's nothing wrong with that there isn't it's just you know when i saw no man's sky and i'm crossing my fingers for mm. the last guardian um mm -hmm. and quantum break too i like i i said i love the idea of it and i hope it gets implemented really well and i hope they don't leave it at a cliffhanger and then just leave mm. it like they did with Alan Wake. I, I, that's the biggest thing I hate with, with so many games now is like, we have to put a cliffhanger. We have to. We have to let everybody know that there might be a second one. It was like, no, please don't do that because you might not get picked up for a second one and you yeah. left it just sitting there. Yeah, and movies it, and TV do that all the time too, you know? Yeah, and it just it just irritates me so much. That's another topic we could talk about is, is all the <laughs> developing teams that I want to kill for doing that. <laughs> kill? Jesus what? Christ. I mean, um, these people have families. <laughs> well, I'll kill them too. Jeez. All right. Fine. Well, spe <laughs> speaking of killing people, have you guys been watching the game For Honor? Oh yeah. Honor. Yeah. It, lo it looks okay. It's all multiplayer though, so I don't care about <gasps> it. Oh, is okay. You know what? I thank, wasn't sure if it was. Thank you for bringing that up. No, I do want to play. I do want to play that game. I I remember now watching that at E3. Uh, it's because it's multiplayer. I'm a I'm a big multiplayer fan. I know Mark mm. isn't. Screw him. Whatever. But yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he'll come around. Yeah, he'll come around when I force him to. But um, yeah, Four Honor did look pretty good too. Thanks for bringing that up, Cole. That's why yeah, I, I mean, have it. It looks to me like what I wanted Assassin's Creed to be when I first heard about Assassin's Creed. Oh huh. yeah, kind of like really getting to embody the role of somebody in that time and like feel yes. being powerful and. Is Assassin's Creed Online when when I uh, actually I don't think they had it for this for this last one. Uh, they but, they uh, haven't done it in a while now. They yeah. didn't do it for Unity or Rogue. Okay. Or... And I liked them though. I liked their online stuff. It was kind of cool, like mixing in with the crowd. You had no idea who was going to be an assassin or not, and then. 
Ah, mm. you get you get you know stabbed in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I kind of. Well, do you mind if I do a couple more Wii U games? Go for it, dude. This is what I want to mention. Um, Go for they it. got they announced Pokémon tournaments coming out in 2016, and it's kind of like a a Pokemon fighting game that's in the same style, similar to um, Tekken. So oh that's why it's called Pokken. Um, so yeah, so you can find it as your favorite Pokemon. Um, it's, it's, I think it might be in the arcades in Japan now. Hmm. And then they're... Yeah, that know, seems kind of overdue. Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah we haven't uh, had a Pokemon we... game in weeks. <laughs> no, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's breaking the genre, though. You know, it's not like the turn-based, like... Scrolling around like sidewalks and all that stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, and then there's another one. It's a indie game that I think it's just download only, but it's called Fast Racing Neo. Um, and it's the the game studio that making it that is making it. They're just they're amazing at their game quality, and which is it makes sense that they're on the Nintendo platform because you know Nintendo's known for that. But um, the game is, runs bl- like lightning fast. It's pretty much looks like F Zero would if it was on the Wii U. Um, but then it has a, a bit of bit new mechanics where there's these little strips on the um, racetrack that are either I think blue or orange, and then your car can change colors from blue to orange. It's called it's called phase changing, and so you have to be really quick when you're making the turns, you know, and, and be in the correct phase or else you'll slow down. And if you're in the correct, if you're in the wrong phase, you slow down. Correct phase, you speed up. And so it's got a bit more like strategy to it than a normal racing game. Um, and then also Ukulele, which I think is coming to all platforms, right? Um, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of that either. Oh, it's um, I'm going to get this wrong, but I believe it's from... Oh, oh I'm sorry. Same... I was thinking of the proper spelling. Yeah, it's like a spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it has the same people who worked on the original one on it, and they did yeah. like, the Kickstarter, and supposedly if, if they got a certain hit a certain mark, they would make a Wii U version. And so hopefully we'll see that on the Wii U. And I, I think it's going to on all the other ones too. But that looks pretty fun. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. I actually I noticed it on the, the Wikipedia entry for 2016 games when I was mm-hmm. looking up just as a refresher. And um, it was one of the only few games that's announced like towards the second half of next year. There's it like right as of right now, the schedule after like June is pretty barren. Well, I mean, just naturally, you know, but... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, the the three that I really wanted to focus on were Quantum Break, um, Uncharted, and in the middle, I, I, I didn't get to talk about it. I wish I did. Uh, it was, uh, well, I guess I am now, <laughs> but sooner. Uh, it was Mafia 3, which just looks awesome because it takes place in 1968 um, in the southern United States, like which is like the most tumultuous year in, in the country's history besides like the Civil War years, you know? <laughs> It's mm. the, it's when uh, Robert Kennedy was killed. It's when Martin Luther King was killed. Like it was all the sort of like segregation problems and and integration problems and just all all of this like socio political turmoil. And in the middle of that, you play a a war veteran coming home, like already orphaned as a kid. Basically, grew up on the streets and considers like his close friends his family. He comes home to find that the mafia in doing business with some of his like criminal friends like before like while he was away they've like killed all of his all of those people so he basically just like promises it's like a revenge tale but told like to the in the backdrop of like 
1968 sociopolitan in the United States. It's so awesome for me. <laughs> I, just, I just can't wait for it. It sounds great. Cool. I love any sort of like period story like that, you know? Do you know when that game's coming out or slated to? <laughs> they say next year. That's another example of okay. when I think we'll, we'll, we'll get it in March of 2017. You know, I, I really don't. I mean, you never know, but it just seems like the exact type of like candidate for a game that'll get delayed, you know? Mm. But mm. yeah, I don't. Looking at the list, I think it, Horizon looks good, but I don't think it will out. Dishonored Two looks really cool. I didn't love the first one like a lot of people do because the story was kind of crappy, but I liked it a lot. Oh, Firewatch looks good. That's another indie game where you play just like I think it takes place in Wyoming, where you just you you work as in like the wilderness, like a park ranger, um, just watching out for wildfires. But the game kind of like is that something different going on? Like you're on the radio with with another woman whom you work with, and you, you work like a few miles apart, and she, like on the radio, she's like she asks you about something in your tower, and you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm not in the tower, and she's like, well, then who is? I can see someone right now, and it's not you, and then the trailer just ends, and that's all we've heard about, you know? So I'm like, is this supernatural? Is this like a thriller? Like who? It could be anything, because they're billing... It's like a typical like indie... It'll probably only take like two or three hours to beat, you know? It's one of those real story-focused games. Where I'm, I'm just so curious what the hell's going on in that game. I can't wait. And then there's one more I really wanted to plug just to help them out, because I can't wait for it. It's called Abductions. Um, and you play a mother of a little like infant baby, and aliens like invade like classic alien scenario where your room is like filled with light and then like the baby like vanishes and you play the mother like i don't know if it takes place all in the house or i don't know what kind of like adventure you go on but basically you're trying to get like your child back but um it, it was created by i think one person this this indie developer i don't remember his name i wish i could give him his credit <laughs> but he said he did it because his whole life he's been like terrified of, of extraterrestrials and the idea of being abducted so like it's kind of his like cathartic moment to like make a game based on it so i'm like if you're terrified of this and you're like jumping into it it should be awesome so those, those are a couple others but yeah next year should be pretty fun tony keeps clicking shit i don't know what he's doing or is that you? I, I, no it's it's me I'm, I'm trying to see if there's <laughs> anything else i can think of uh, before we go uh, on to the yeah. uh before we go on to the uh, trope Hello again. Um, this is now our, I think, fourth time trying to finish up this episode. It's now t two or three days after we originally started recording. Yeah, two. Um, two days later, yeah. As you guys heard earlier in the show, we had we had a few technical difficulties. We had another one at the end when it was Cole's turn to fuck everything up after I and <laughs> myself and Tony had already done so earlier in the show. But, I still think uh, it was on your guys' side. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it, honestly, it might have been. I mean... No, like no, 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 because remember, me and you could talk to each other, but we couldn't get Cole to talk to us. Yeah. So yeah, That's no, true. It's, don't, 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 don't put double blame. Take it, <laughs> take your blame, and just move on. I'll take it. It just keeps it fair. Then, then no one has any animosity if we, if we've all caused the destruction of our show like once equally. You know, it's just yeah, it's just <laughs> it keeps everything on even footing. Exactly. But uh, yeah, we didn't want to end the we didn't want to end the show so abruptly. Certainly without, not just a conclusion, but not also not without um, doing our usual trope. So we are back on Tuesday night after recording originally on Sunday. And we're just going to run through the trope real quick. To you, this has all sounded like one 
long thing anyway, so I guess that's all unnecessary detail. So tonight's trope uh, is attack its weak point, which just in name should already be a very obvious trope and a very familiar trope for a lot of people. Um, basically what it refers to, and again, these are I, I, I wasn't mentioning it the last few shows, but I wanted to give proper credit to tvtropes.org. That's where uh, we get these every week. But um, yeah, so in name, you can already pretty much tell. Attack its weak point is, uh, well, here it says, boss villains are usually invulnerable all over their body, with the only exception of weak points, which you can attack for massive damage. Um, and the funny thing about this trope is that it's usually very obvious. And if it's not obvious immediately, it becomes obvious after maybe a few attempts at the boss attacking you. Um, JRPGs, are, I think, are big into this, or just oh, Japanese yeah. games in general. But it's been around forever, um, dating back to the 80s. Um, we can hit a few examples. I also wanted to talk, I, I also wanted to hit on where, I mean, the, the name's obvious, but it actually kind of has like, a funny bit of history to it. So I don't know if you guys want to think of any examples first, or do you want me to tell you this funny little reference I saw via the link here? Yeah, we can go with the reference first. It might spawn so, some ideas in my head. Yeah, so what the attack its weak point, the name specifically comes from, despite the fact that it's been around since the 80s, it specifically comes from the the E3 Sony presentation back in 2006 when they unveiled the PS3 for the first time ever, which was most most famously the show when they announced the you know 599 US dollars, like how they said it like that, and everyone was floored by not just the weird us dollars thing and that was kind of goofy but the fact that there was 600 bucks for the new system when i think the xbox 360 launched for what like 400 i think um so that show was most famous for that but they they had several kind of screw-ups during that show it wasn't a good show for sony that year and one of the other ones was uh the giant enemy crab which they showed off during the presentation of genji days of the blade um, says giant enemy crab. This is now. This is from knowyourmeme.com, which was linked to through the TV tropes uh, thing I was reading from before. It says uh, during the presentation, Sony spokesperson, the Sony spokesperson was quoted as saying that the game plot was based on the actual history of Japan, and then immediately following that, a giant enemy crab character appeared on screen, <laughs> which <laughs> which is awesome. But the connection is that like during that presentation. Um, the the presenter said, "Oh, you can attack its weak point for massive damage," and everyone everyone was left kind of like unimpressed because that's been, like we said, a trope for decades now. So yeah. it's like it was just overall it was a very bad show for them. And uh, I was just watching some videos of it. It's too funny. <laughs> he said the the actual quote. Let me see if I can find it here again. That uh, okay, where to go? Oh, I miss. I I lost it. Oh, here it is. <laughs> the presentation was hosted by Sony's CEO, Kazuo Harai, and one of the lead producers, Bill Rich, who at that point claimed that Genji's two epic battle scenes were based on, quote, famous battles which actually took place in ancient Japan. Almost instantly following Rich's description of background, the gameplay footage began playing on screen, which depicted a mid-level boss known as a giant enemy crab. <laughs> so, like, I'm just wondering, <laughs> at what point in Japan's history were there giant enemy crabs? <laughs> yeah. Was from all the radiation. Yeah, yeah, maybe. our bad. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's on us. Sorry, Japan, that's on us. You know, I'm gonna have and, to go watch that again because I don't, I don't think I, I, I don't remember that E3. I vaguely oh, remember yeah. it, but I do remember what you're talking about right there. I don't remember every detail of it. 
to be honest, like the, the last couple, just e, just E3s and presentations in general have always been bad to me. Um, it's always them trying to promise something and they just never live up to it. Yeah, it's, I don't think there's ever been a year where all three like manufacturers, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony. I don't think there's ever been a year where all three of them uh, had a like a good day. You know, like it's always somebody's turn to screw up. <laughs> Seems to be at least. <laughs> yeah, they no, got yeah, their weak points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The weak points is always their presentation. <laughs> so, um, man, you know, to be honest, most games, especially shooters, and and you're right, uh, uh, action, whether it's an RPG or whatever, they they usually have something glowing, or it just looks so off. You're just like, I want to hit that. Yeah. For some reason, it's, it's often like you know, it'll be like this big mechanical like monster, and it's got like a glowing orange heart in the center. It's like, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder if that's what I aim for. And that always it always makes me laugh too because you know you have these evil guys making this thing and they're like it's so ginormous and big. What should what, what should we do? Well, let's make this giant yeah. core right here where if you hit it, it blows up. Well, that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, I know, but you know it would still be it would still be cool, right? Yeah, it's kind of like uh um, and here I am talking about SpongeBob again. Jeez, I I always remembered uh like. Like Plankton made this evil device, and uh, there was, you know, they couldn't stop it. But in, but like right on top of his chest, or whatever, it says "insert one cent for self-destruct mode." And SpongeBob or whoever finds a penny and puts it in there, he goes, "Why did I do that?" <laughs> so that's what kind of reminds me of it. But I, gosh, so many games. I mean, the Contra games, uh, Zelda games. Jeez. Yeah, a lot mm. of Nintendo stuff. I, the <laughs> yeah. one that immediately came to mind to, for me was. Um, the final boss in Mass Effect 2. It was like that big, like humanoid, like like oh, the Reapers yeah. were basically built like the the giant humanoid type of thing. It was kind of it kind of looked like a skeleton, but it was actually I think it was made out of like flesh and and like you know it was the Reapers, so it was kind of like like <laughs> flesh that they had like stolen off of people and like sort of remade into this big like monstrous thing. But I think I think on that one you shoot its eyes. Um, Gosh, I haven't played that game in a long time. Yeah, mm. that's the one that comes to mind for me. But, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a, a trope that's been around. Yeah, for a very, very long time. And another thing from that show, uh, besides the five hundred ninety-nine U.S. dollars and uh, you attack its weak point for massive damage, <laughs> as if that's if as if that's at all notable before like since the year like nineteen eighty-five, but. Uh, Another thing that they announced in this game was real-time weapon change, <laughs> which, if you, like, what does that even mean? <laughs> that just means like you're changing weapons, right? Like, how many games doesn't have don't have that, you know? Well, mm. maybe it's. Hmm, I'm trying to think what they might have meant by that. Yeah, actually, well, like yeah. in some of the old Zelda games, you'd have to go into your menu and like equip it, the, equip the weapon. Oh, I see. Yeah, maybe um, sort of like a hot button thing. Yeah, I, I mean that must be what it is. Is that it? Maybe it was new for this series, but mm. like overall, it's not at all notable because games yeah. have been playing it for literal decades. <laughs> Jeez, it's it's kind of sad sometimes when when you see a a company when they release something that they feel is new, but everyone's looking at them like we've been able to do that for so long. Why? It's kind of like yes. Apple it, it, with their with their iPhones. Every time they really, hey, you can. Now change your ringtone to your favorite song. It's like, oh, the Android's been doing that forever. And but but when Apple does, everyone's like jumping up in the air, clapping their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we made, yeah. 
other I, phones and devices have been able to do that forever. Yeah, I, I have an and, iPhone, but it, I, I have noticed that sort of trend. Yeah. Well, and I when mean, Nintendo finally implements voice chat online, yeah, we're that's, all going to be pretty happy. Well, I don't, well, it's just going to be a bunch of Asian guys just scree- screaming at you. So I mean, that's fine. That's I'm going to learn the language. Learn, yeah, we're all going to learn Japanese. I don't see. I, I kind of <coughs> like. Uh, I've been playing uh, the PS4 recently online, and um, yeah, listening to people online now, I just like. I I really wish friends would would get these games that I get because I can't stand <laughs> these little kids anymore. Mm, yeah. Just how they just yell at me. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think if there's been a, a a game lately that I play that can that can go with this trope. Um. Well, you reminded me of one. We're just talking about online, and then I was talking about voice chat, but like Splatoon. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, that's I thought he was going to mention this episode. With <laughs> like no, man, he's, he's trying to go. He's trying to go for the longest run. This Splatooning <laughs> every episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. You guys got to play it, and then you can, you know, get on the same level as me and all that. Um, <laughs> a whole episode just but, dedicated to Splatoon. <laughs> but what they did, I mean, they, their single player gets a lot of criticism because it's pretty linear. It's pretty short. Um, there's not a whole lot of exploration in it. It's just a lot of like, all right, be, go start at this level and go to the end of it, kind of like a Mario level, like a like almost like Mario Galaxy. It's really similar to that. And um, but then the bosses are really great, kind of how they were in Mario Galaxy. Where you, have, you go and fight these massive bosses that you kind of have to implement everything you learned in the the you know past four levels or so mm-hmm. in order to beat it and like attack its weak point. Um, they don't they're not necessarily always giant glowing things, but like they'll crash to the ground and then you can see like some new part of it pop out that you hadn't seen before, and you're like, oh, I gotta go shoot that thing a, bun- a bunch um <clears throat> so yeah i mean it makes it fun but then at the same time it's i i wonder if the trend that started 20 years ago maybe has gone too far because like m- could they have made it even more creative in a way rather than kind of relying on every gamer kind of understanding okay we got to figure out the pattern of the boss and then attack its weak point, and then that's going to allow me to beat it. And a lot of times, too, you have to hit, attack it three times. It always seems like yeah, three is the magic the number. Rule of three. Um, I, love, I love Naughty Dog, but they, they utilize the rule of three a lot. Like Even when you're trying to open a door, you, hit, you, know, you mm-hmm. press square to, to bash the door. It doesn't open. Hit it again. doesn't open. Hit it a third time. Always open them the third time. three times the charm. Come on, man. <laughs> Oh, that, that's another trope. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we could have yeah, saved that, that one. Oh yeah, there we go, man. We always come up with our, like you said, we always come up with our next stuff. Yeah, but now, <laughs> but now we're now we're uh, we're getting rid of these tropes ahead of time. You know, we should have yeah. saved that one. <laughs> no, we can we can still definitely talk about that one later, no, right. later on. But one <laughs> thing, uh, one game that actually does mix that up, and I'm just playing it right now, is Fallout Four with the VAT system. What is the VAT system? So what the VAT system is this, is that um, uh, you you press a button and then it goes into like an aiming mode, and you can and then it highlights uh, their their torso, uh, arms, oh, yeah, legs, okay, and their head. Yeah. They're like slow mo. Like, yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. Like choose where to shoot based on like percentages of likelihood that you'll connect with that shot. And... But but see, sometimes that isn't always the best option. Like um, there's these crabs. You can shoot a shell, but if you shoot a giant shell, enemy crabs, yeah, yeah, <laughs> crap. You're right. Yeah, geez. So these giant <laughs> crabs called mer- uh, merlocks, I think they're called, 
And if you um if you shoot their shell, of course it won't hurt. You shoot their face, their body, their arms. Yeah, it does some damage. But I realized when I shoot their legs, um, while it doesn't do like it doesn't kill them or anything like that, it cripples them to where they can't run at me as fast. So they're dragging their bodies. Um, mm -hmm. I, I started noticing this with a lot more with uh with the game. I you know if you shoot their their uh the arm that they're using the gun for, they'll drop the gun. If you shoot them in the head, they'll. They'll kind of like cover their face for a second to give you a brief moment to do more damage to them. So I think that's really cool that they're they're kind of taking that that area and just and just sort of doing more with it. And they're trying to make you figure it out. It's like, hey, you can hit wherever you want this highlighted area, but there's one special area that you can hit, but we're not going to tell you what it is. You have to figure it out. So that means you have to shoot through every single you know part of their body to kind of understand what what it does to them. And I like that. And that's mm -hmm. funny. That kind of reminds me that. Uh... You know, it's like Dead Space's strategic dismemberment, where mm -hmm. you would kind of, based on the enemy, like you'd kind of learn its weak point and attack that first, to either slow it down or kill it faster, things like that, which is cool. And that was that was they implemented that to great effect. But then I thought I thought about their boss battles, and I was like, oh yeah, they still utilize attack its weak yeah. points in the boss battles. I was always a glowing eye in the center, or one different tentacles sprouting out, and like <laughs> if you, if you remember on the especially on the first one, one enemy kind of tricked you into that. It was the one that would kind of carry. Uh, I can't remember if it was if it was on the first or whenever, but it would carry around this glowing thing, and you think, "Oh, if I shoot that, it kills it." But instead, it blows it up, and if it's close yeah, if enough too, to you, if you're too close, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's kind of like that's kind of backfiring on you, right there. Yeah. So that was pretty uh, cool as well, man. The first one was awesome. I I don't remember playing the second one. The third was, uh, yeah, third was trash. Yeah, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I reviewed it a few years back. I was I was so disappointed. Yeah, it was it just turned into another shooter? Yeah, it Resident yeah. Evil itself. Sadly, I, but I like that trope. That that definitely brought back a lot of memories. Yeah, and the the whole boss battle trope of trees is is so expansive that that's kind of one like sub trope under under good a list of several. Whoops, <laughs> under a list of several. So there there's uh there's plenty more that we can do like on on later shows too. You know? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Was that, have you guys played um, the Metroid Prime series at all? Ah, uh, no, I want to though. Because um, that one's—it's a really great game. And Super Metroid is one of like, my favorite not, games of all time. Oh, cool! Yeah, I mean, you'd love Metroid Prime. Everyone, pretty much everyone who plays it, kind of does. Um, the only people <laughs> who maybe don't are the ones who go into thinking it's going to be a first-person shooter. You know, of the likes of Call of Duty or Battlefield or something. Yeah, boo! Um, I don't want uh, that. I don't want that well, about Metroid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's more of an adventure game, but what it does really poorly, but also uniquely, is these kind of weak points. Because um, the game will immerse you in the level, and you're you're exploring this environment, and you're constantly using your your scanner to scan new objects and new enemies. Mm -hmm. And doing so, it like tells you a little bit of lore of the planet, and also about the indigenous, you know, monsters or whatever that are there. And then you learn like their weak points, and yeah. a big part of this is you do that with the bosses, and so it kind of lets you know. I can't think of anything specific off the top of my head, but it'll let you know like its mouth is weak or something like that, which is great because then it's like, all right, now you have to formulate your plan to to defeat it and you know learn its patterns, like you kind of do in Nintendo games. Well, and, you mean um, it doesn't tell me outright? It just yeah. doesn't like show it to but, me. Oh, well, no, no, but I that's think... no, that's. That's the thing. That's the part, though, is like they do that. But even if you don't scan it, a lot of times their weak points are glowing and red and like they're like buttons. And it's like, why did they ruin this whole <laughs> atmosphere with that? Like, I'd rather them 
not do it, but it's almost like it's kind of traditional for that to be part of Nintendo, pretty much, you know, or um, unique, not unique, but almost ubiquitous for all Nintendo games to have their bosses have creative weak points built into them. Yeah. Like fits the style of the game. And so it works, but at the same time, like, oh, I wish it would have kept me more immersed and not putting those button kind of looking things on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> or like when you shoot them too, like when you hit the weak points, they'll, they'll blink red, letting you know you're hitting them, which I don't know. It allows for intuitive gameplay, but again, it, I don't know. It makes it feel like a on the rails shooter kind of game rather than you're exploring this living, breathing world. That isn't a game, I guess. Does that make sense? No, yeah, I, yeah. Get, I get you. Yeah, they're always just, it's always about coming down to like knowing what gamer like IQ has already taught mm-hmm. us and then oftentimes just sticking to that rather than trying something different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we, we've seen it before in the, in the past with anything. Sometimes going away from the formula, while it is a good idea and it, and, overall can make the game great at the same time though it's it's you're heading into an area where gamers don't feel comfortable sometimes you want to feel comfortable when you're playing your game you don't want to learn anything new or try anything different you're just like just give me my regular stuff right? <laughs> quit, quit being artsy quit being quit trying to change the controls i hate when games do that sometimes when especially when in third person games when they change uh, the layout of the buttons how they usually normally are and like oh we want to try something different i'm like no fuck you don't ever do that again I had to sit there and relearn how to play this game, you pieces of shit. Oh, you guys would hate Splatoon then, because they got the motion controls and all that. Oh, great. You're, like, unselling me from this game. <laughs> no, you got you to gotta give it a shot. I will. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to get it for my kids. Cool. So you, you and my kids can do a podcast together. All right. Talk about That'd it. be fun. I've actually thought about that, and I'll, I'll talk a little more to you guys off podcast about maybe getting guests who played the same games as us and getting mm. them to talk about it together like a one-on-one like one of us talk to the guest about the game and, and see if you know they either like it or hate it or one of them likes it one of them hates it who knows? there we go we did it again i know see future <laughs> episode idea well, like, right like, at the end of this yeah episode. well i was thinking about like like they could be almost like podcast reviews kind of thing yeah yeah we'll see hmm yeah, but that is it for this episode. The this cha- made it. chaotic, I, you know, edit, editing this thing together is, is going to be terrible. Hey, look, on cue. On cue, yeah, I think we all have to go because my kids are getting antsy too. Thanks again, guys, for listening, watching, wherever you got this from. Say thanks for listening. This one, thanks for using. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. We got to get him on here next time. <laughs> All right. He's clearly got poop in his diaper. I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.